0: behind the scenes at score north and 1500 espn have sports opinions so they want you to hear them it's the perfect digital sports soapbox to scratch that minnesota sports itch
1: this is the score north taxi squad
2: Gobble, gobble, Minnesota sports fans, and welcome to another episode of the Score North Taxi Squad, available on scorenorth.com, the Score North mobile app, Apple, Spotify, and if you want to see my double chin after eating a whole gigantic bowl of gravy and mashed potatoes over the weekend, well, you can see it next week on the Score North YouTube channel. My name is Jason Stormer, along with AJ Fredrickson and Artist Woods, and before we get into all the turkey talk, what we're thankful for, what we're going to eat on Thanksgiving, before we get into uh, what happened to the... Minnesota Vikings on Sunday night football against the Denver Broncos. And before we get into the preview of the Monday night football game against the Bears, a little breaking news happened over the weekend. Um, Mr. Woods here uh, has found his Mrs. Woods, Artis Woods, and his uh, lovely now uh, fiancee, Bernice. Got engaged over the
1: weekend. Congratulations, man. Way to go. I appreciate it, man. It was time. We were five years in, man. It was it was time to make that move, you know? So I'm happy that I did it, man. It's been a whirlwind, honestly. So I appreciate all the love, man. And it's, it's been great. It's honestly been great. I'll start working on my, like, ordain, ordaining <laughs> skills so
0: I can, you know, do the ceremony. Jason, you'll be on the, uh, the turntable, Yeah, I can right? be the
1: DJ. Hey, <laughs> I do Hey, anyway, I can save some money. My guys, help me out. You, know, you. I, I'm with it, man, because we all know how expensive everything can oh be. God. You know, and I already spent a fortune on the rock. So, shout out <laughs> to you, babe. Ister yeah. out. Yes, I iced her out. You know, it was. It was right. I only. Had, you know, I had to. I had to. You know, you had for to. the yeah. wifey, I had to. So, but yeah, I appreciate. I, I will say that th- that is
0: 200 IQ planning because right before the holidays, you're going to go back. You're going to families, yeah. yes. and I'm sure you've heard it for the past couple of years. Artists. Why are you putting a ring on her finger, huh? Oh, man, what's taking you so long? Done. I already did, Grandpa. <laughs> yes. So settle down.
2: Exactly. The Liked it, and losing. I put a
0: ring on it. Yep. Yes, exactly.
2: Yes. And I bet a lot of people buy engagement rings between Thanksgiving and Christmas because I bet a lot of people propose over Christmas. So way to way to way way to go, artist, Way to get a head oh, start yeah. on everything. Mm-hmm. And congratulations yeah. to you guys. We wish you happiness throughout the entirety of your lives the honeymoon phase is just beginning for the woods family but is the honeymoon phase over for josh dobbs and the (laughs) minnesota vikings oh boy a 21 to 20 loss to the denver broncos for the vikings on sunday night football uh it was a game that let's be honest guys the vikings probably should have won it felt like throughout most of the game things were in control the defense was playing great the denver offense wasn't doing anything but somehow some way russell wilson does it again to the minnesota vikings a game-winning late touchdown score to Cortland Sutton and just ended what was an awesome five-game winning streak for these Minnesota Vikings. So, guys, let's get right into it. What were your quick reactions to the game? How are you deflated after this loss, or are you still feeling pretty optimistic about how this Vikings team is rolling, especially if Justin Jefferson, uh, Justin Jefferson's return is on the horizon potentially?
0: It's a frustrating loss. Um, you know, I, I think they played good enough to win the game but you turn the ball over three times. I mean, Josh Dobbs had, I think he was credited with two, like transition or like the under the snap fumbles. I forget what the correct terminology there is, but just the frustrating part is, and I pride myself on not being the, this one thing was the reason why you lost because there's a million literal instances throughout a game where this impacted this and that led to this. So you have the butterfly effect essentially on like, It could have gone a lot of different ways. But to have one of the first snaps of the game be a trick play where you have TJ Hawkinson take the snap as the QB, and then you go to Josh Dobbs essentially in the tight end role, and he gets absolutely cracked. Mm -hmm. But then he comes out the next day, the next morning, NFL deliberation, four-game suspension, repeat offender. We're not calling that? During the game, like, I feel like you don't just waltz into the stadium, throw on the uniform and be like, all right, you know, just like these players watch film on each other, I'm sure the referees know, hey, we have these personnel in the game. Here's what we should maybe look for. This guy's, you know, he was really handsy last week. He got away with a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, how do you not know this guy's coming off of a suspension (laughs) for this exact play? Yeah, you have to be one knowledgeable of that and two, you're. Right there, watching it, there's a lot of instances where you can kind of hold the flag. Like when the ball comes out on a fumble, um, it, I get it. You're gonna let the play maybe develop, but come on, yeah, throw a flag there. The player safety that for what we've seen this season and last season for guys getting fined for some of the weakest calls that I've seen in football. Roughing the passer has been a very hotly debated topic here recently. which is like you know, you breathe on him wrong, or you you didn't hug him to the ground soft enough, and now hey, roughing the passer. You're telling me that right there, that crown leading hit is not a, a, something you want to throw a flag on to at least like look at. Yeah, because mm-hmm. you can pick it up. I'm pretty sure. You, mm-hmm. It's it's ridiculous, but um, like I said, that it, I'm gonna be. Upset about that momentarily, but that's not going to be something I lose sleep over because frankly, other than that, they still played good enough to win the game. The defense looked amazing. Uh Brian Flores. I, I mean, I, I keep saying it. I feel like every week now I'm a broken record on DJ stormy storms, his turntables <laughs> really good sound effects. Actually. Thanks. Uh, I mean, he, he's, he's kind of reinvented this defense. And from what we saw last season, it's night and day. Um, when, when they trot out there, I'm like, you know what? They might actually get a stop. They might force a three and out. Yeah. Last season it was like, well, they're gonna score. Is it seven or three? What are they getting?
1: So, um, they're gonna at least get to the red zone. Exactly, yeah, at least, right? Exactly. Guaranteed um, the donatello special.
0: But for how many times that they got put in a bad spot with bad starting field position for the Broncos? Five field goals they limited them to. I mean, it, it was it was just such a good showing. Sure, you maybe want to. Get a turnover or two just to kind of even out that battle throughout the game. But um it, it stinks that down the stretch, the last time that they really are on the field was for that game-winning drive by Russell Wilson. Samaj P. Ryan, 40 yards on four catches. That's oh the time God. where stuff starts to lighten up and they, they start kind of dinking and dunking the Vikings to death. Mm-hmm. Uh, But other than that, I mean, it felt like they were in so much control until that last drive. And so that's the frustrating part for me, but I'm not going to let that like ruin the season. I think Josh Dobbs still um he looked fantastic in the first half, not as much in the second and that could be like a mixture of coaching and like game plan strategy in in the locker room at halftime, but I feel like we've seen this two weeks now. If you're up, keep the keep the gas pedal down. Yeah. Put your foot on their throat. Put it through their throat for all I care, you know. It's Sean Payton. You know, I need mm. I needed a win against Sean Payton and he didn't deliver. So, um you regroup, you reset, you look ahead to the Bears. The, I mean, for a team that frankly wants to lose, you have to beat them. And this yeah. better be one of those games where you finally blow out a team and are in control from start to finish. This should not be dramatic whatsoever. There's going to be a Justin Fields, you know, big run probably at some point. But that should be like the one highlight that Bears fans can cling to mm-hmm. for that game. But we'll talk about that, I'm sure, later. Artist, what what did you think?
1: Yeah, um, man, I said last week. That the key to the game for the Vikings, and I feel like I've said this like every week. I feel like I'm a broken record again. So, you know. Oh, Jason, oh sorry, the, sorry. Sorry, <laughs> the Timberwolves game is about to tip <laughs> off. I'm distracted. Should focus on my podcast. <laughs> no, <it's not. laughs> what? But no, legit. Um, I said this last week and I'll say it again and I've said it before and I'll say it again. You know, you cannot win these type of games turning the ball over three times. You just can't. And mm-hmm. for a team like the Denver Broncos who have lived off forcing turnovers the last three, four weeks, I said coming into the game, you just you can't do that against them because they will find a way to beat you. So at the end of the game, if I didn't watch a minute of the game and someone say, it, hey, the Vikings turned the ball over three times and Denver didn't turn the ball over at all, I would say the Vikings probably lost by at least seven to ten points. I was shocked that they lost by, you know, one ultimately. Um I thought they competed well. I thought the defense played really well in the first half. I thought they were okay in the second half, but they allowed Russell Wilson to kind of move the ball up and down the field at will. Um, maybe not put up a ton of points, but he still, you know, he had up 250 passing yards, which is something that he hasn't been able to do mm-hmm. in, what is it, three, four weeks now. Yeah. Um, and so I thought it was, you know, up and down for the defense, but I did think they did a decent job. Again, much better than what we saw last season yeah. out of this defense. Um, the, la- <laughs> the game-winning touchdown to Sutton, mm frustrated me as a fan, um, young player, but at the same time, I mean, you got to be decisive. You got to be decisive. Do you want to, you know, get the, get your hands in between, you know, the defender or the the, the player's uh, uh, arms to knock the ball out, or do you want to try to force him out of bounds? You got to make that decision quicker. That's something he'll learn. Um, but all in all, I mean, I picked the Vikings to win this game. Ultimately, I walked away like, it didn't hurt you much in the standings. I did For my expectations, I don't think they were going to come back and win the division, even if they won this game. I didn't necessarily foresee that. So it doesn't really change much as far as what I think about the Vikings going forward. Um, As far as Josh Dobbs is concerned, I feel like at some point he was kind of due for a letdown game, even though this wasn't a terrible game. It wasn't a terrible game. Um, But I think he was due for a letdown game, given what we've seen the previous two games. Ultimately, I think they'll be fine like you just said AJ. They're about to play the Bears who I have no faith in, especially knowing that they're really not trying to win, and even in when they're trying to win. I mean, you're up like 10 with 5 minutes left and you or 11 I think with like or was it 9? Somewhere around in that range with like 5 minutes left against the the Lions and you smoke that game away. I don't I, I I I I yeah. I think you should beat the Bears. Um but, you know, as far as this game is concerned, I mean, you just got to chalk it up to stop turning the ball over. Yeah. Stop turning the ball over. <laughs> I
2: know, broken record. (laughs) I mean, we've been saying this every week, except for what didn't they have no turnovers against the Saints, and we applauded them for that. I believe so. I believe believe so. Um, It's just so so frustrating. And look, I'm I'm gonna like dig into KOC just a little bit for that play call, Um, even though I understand. And, like, I believe Artist said, like, he, I think Artist said that he liked the play and that um, it shows that KOC is, you know, diversifying his portfolio a little bit, showing the creative side of him. And I'm fine with that, but not with necessarily a quarterback who's only on his second start with the team, and he's only ultimately been with the team for just a couple weeks. I think if you have a guy like Lamar Jackson or Jalen Hurts, I think you're way more confident kind of running that play, but you got kind of an inexperienced guy with Josh Dobbs, and I just think it was just a little too much trickeration, got a little bit too cute, and considering the situation that the Vikings are already in with their quarterbacks, I'm not really all for that, and so it just seemed like it was just, uh, just... no, I, I get it. Like it was innovative and we're cool with that and everything. But was it was it necessary? No. And so I think that kind of just set the ultimate tone for the game. But you are lucky that the defense did hold strong and only allowed a field goal to Denver right after that. I mean, this defense was just so beastly. And like, sure. Yeah, there there was a lot of questionable stuff that was going on with uh with the defense on the final play on the final drive of the game for Denver. Like AJ mentioned, why is Samaj Pirine getting all of these little dink and dunk kind of things and getting 10 yards, just gaining so much field position. I just didn't understand really what exactly the the mindset was into like trying to prevent the Denver Broncos from gaining any yards on that drive. They just seemed to move the ball down at will, and it set them up nicely. I think they were at, like what, the 15 or 20 for that touchdown pass to take the lead in the game, and it was just really frustrating what was going on. But for the most part as a whole, I mean, this was just a great defensive outing. Daniil Hunter did exactly what Daniil Hunter's been doing. I believe now after this game, he has the fifth-best odds. Uh, to win NFL Defensive Player of the Year, I think. I mean, you got the obvious guys like Miles Garrett and uh, Nick Bosa and those kind of guys that I believe are above him. and Micah Parsons too. So, I, I, it might it might be tough for Deniel to get that going up against those guys. But it's it is kind of nice to see the recognition that he's finally deserving. Um, especially because we talked about that last week too. Like, let's get Deniel's name hyped up with all the all the other like tar- stars on defense in the NFL. Um, but otherwise, yeah, I don't really put this game on Josh jobs by any means necessary. I mean, I don't blame him whatsoever for fumbling on the opening drive whatsoever. Again, I think he was just kind of put in a pretty questionable position by the coaching staff to try to make that play work. And again, like I know he's a mobile guy, but I'm just not really a fan of just like ever making my quarterback an established runner. You know what I mean? Because then things like the Kareem Jackson hits can happen to you. And um, I don't know if the officials, I mean, they swallowed their whistles on a ton of plays in this game, but I don't know if they swallowed their whistle in that instance, because Dobbs gave himself up as a runner on that play. But still my comeback to that would be like, this is Kareem Jackson. This is a repeat offender. This is a guy who's already been suspended a bunch for this kind of stuff. Like if you're a referee and like, yes, you're trying to judge a game, you know, but bipartisanly or, you know, trying to judge a game evenly. Right. But you still have to be aware of repeat offenders. And even though the call wasn't made on the field, the guy was still suspended four games. And so, you know, I guess justice was served in this kind of instance. But yeah, um I'm just curious guys. I mean, we've had two starts now with Josh Dobbs at home of the quarterback position and I think we've liked what we've seen so far, but sure, like some flaws have been exposed. I mean, the turnovers obviously a huge issue, but Josh Dobbs had turnover issues before he came to the Minnesota Vikings and Denver was a super hot team with takeaways anyway. So what do you guys think we're going to see more moving forward as the Vikings go towards the playoffs? And frankly, the playoffs are still Totally, totally well within reach for the Vikings. I believe their odds dropped from like somewhere in the high 80s, low 90% before the Denver game, back down to like the like low eighties or something like that, or high seventies. So it was only like a 10% swing. So it really isn't that bad. I mean, sure, the Packers won, they beat the Chargers. Whatever. The Chargers are absolutely imploding on themselves. Brandon Staley is now like getting mad at reporters and press conferences. He's probably going to get fired. So I don't think the Packers are back and we need to like look, you know, behind our backs to make sure, you know, the Packers aren't getting too close. I I don't really see that happening. So we're going to be okay. But it is still just frustrating that you give up this loss. And so do you guys think that we're going to see more of, you know, the Josh Dobbs Vikings against the Saints moving forward or the Josh Dobbs and the Vikings against the Broncos moving forward, starting uh, kind of with the Bears this upcoming week? I think with the Bears... (sighs) who did completely blow their game to the Detroit Lions. Like, let's yeah. be real about that. The which, Bears totally just
1: <laughs> – like Because ha- they're
2: the Bears. <laughs> it's because they have probably the worst culture in the entire NFL. It is just top to bottom just diseased in that bill – in, in Hollis Hall or whatever they call it. <laughs> so, anyway, what what do you guys think – Um, wh- which Vikings team do you think we're going to get here, at least against the Bears? The one more that we saw against the Saints or the one that we more saw against the Broncos?
0: So when I look at this matchup, I think you'll see more of what we saw against the Saints. I I I personally, from my like viewing of it, they're more suspect against the passing game rather than the run. So I feel like that's going to let Jordan Addison, TJ Hawkinson, heck, even Brandon Powell, who I was actually impressed yeah. by this past week, um, I I don't think we're gonna see Justin Jefferson. I don't think there's like that urgency or that fire. Um, because one, frankly, he's not does not signed yet. He's not extended yet Two, it's not like this is like the make or break game. If they would have lost like two weeks ago, then maybe as well. But um, I think with their bye week right after this, you're going to have that extra extended period of he's able to rest before you have to like officially reactivate him. So you're going to, I think, use that just for the sake of you don't want him to re aggravate it. You'd rather have him in week, you know, 17, 18, then you need him against the Bears. You know, I I just don't feel, I'd rather have him against the Lions than the Bears, if that makes sense. Um, I think this is going to be a, a situation where KOC is going to, he's going to get the stew going. He's going to get the, the leftovers. Oh. He's going to, the Thanksgiving leftovers are going to be there. He's going to get a little turkey. He's going to get a little bit of gravy. He's going to get, a little bit of the mashed potatoes left over, and he is going to. Don't forget the mac and cheese. Oh, oh, don't, which I'm, I'm in charge I'm of work, this
2: year. Got a lot of pressure on me to make good mac and cheese. <laughs> he's so, gonna,
0: he's going to get that lots of nice, bacon in it. Big, mm-hmm. open face sandwich going. Mm-hmm. He's got the bread down. He's got the mashed potatoes. He's going to get the side of mac and cheese. Mm-hmm. Even you know what his carrots are going to be darn good too. His <laughs> Brussels sprouts are going to be seasoned, ladies and gentlemen. They but I think be. KOC is going to cook mm-hmm. when it comes to the bears because one. It's the Bears and two. Matt Eberflus, I think, is panicking. His LinkedIn, he's re- he's resetting <laughs> his password right now because he's gonna need to hit that up come uh, come Tuesday morning. It's going oh. I think this is going to be a. a it's gonna be an air raid. Mm. Uh, Josh Dobbs is gonna be up there for like okay. He should have won, uh, offensive player of the week. It's unless like Jordan Addison has like three touchdowns, but. Uh, I I think the passing game is going to succeed here, and you're not going to have to rely on the run game, which frankly we you haven't been able to this year. Yeah. Um, I do want to see more Ty Chandler, yeah. but um, back so, to your question of my final answer, you're going to see more of the Josh Dobbs we saw against the Saints rather than like the second half of what we saw against uh, the Broncos. Josh Dobbs is going to thrive because KOC is going to cook.
1: Yeah. Um. Well, first, I just I want to push back just a touch okay. on the play okay. to Dobbs to start the game. I know that it's not something that you want to see from your quarterback catching the ball out of the backfield, but like or getting handed the ball, or tossed out of the backfield, yeah. whatever you want to call it, you know. Um, but personally, like I said, I like the innovativeness, I like mm-hmm. the creativeness in the offense. I didn't expect it. Um, hindsight is twenty twenty. It didn't work. So obviously you're looking at it from a twenty twenty perspective and you're like, well, I mean, it didn't work. He got smacked on the play. But if they get that first down, I think I'm looking at it even more like, Wow, that was that was kind of slick. Like it's it's yeah. it's nice to see KLC with a mobile quarterback and it's nice to see where his head is at and, and all the ways he will use a quarterback with that skill set. I mean, that's something that we wouldn't see with Kirk Cousins or, you know, anybody else he would have there unless they were mobile. And so I like the play, but again, it just it didn't work. Um, and I think when it comes to taking big-time hits, I mean, you're going to take a big-time hit in football if you're a quarterback, no matter how you get it. You're gonna If you run with it, you're going to get hit. If you're in the pocket too long, you're going to get hit. If you try to extend again to the end zone, you're going to get hit. Kirk Cousins towards Achilles just trying to get out of the pocket. So it's it's football. At the end of the day, like you're going to take hits. Obviously, you want to lessen the hits that you get on your quarterback, but at the end of the day, you're going to take hits. We're trying to win games. I I personally didn't mind it. It just didn't work. Um, but that's that's my only pushback on it. I, if 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 I was in KLC's ear, which I'm not, but if I was, I would not tell him to dial stuff like that back. I'd say keep it rolling because I do think it will catch future teams off guard, especially a team like the Bears. As far as what we expect going forward, against the Bears, yes. Against the Bears, yes. But long term, the rest of the season, I think you're going to get a healthy mix between what we saw last game and what we saw in the Saints and Falcons game. I don't think you're going to see the extreme highs anymore from Josh Dobbs. But I don't I don't think you're going to see a bunch of turnovers and a bunch of lows either. I think it's going to kind of balance itself out because that's just football. That's just how things manifest. That's how teams game plan. And, you know, as things progress throughout a season, teams kind of get used to how you play, how you want to run your offense. If JJ does come back, I mean, you may you may see some more highs because you got you know some more weapons out there, and they definitely missed JJ in the mm-hmm. Broncos game. Yeah, definitely missed yes. him in the Broncos game. I think this is the first time I looked at the Vikings mm-hmm. since losing JJ and truly felt like, eh, I really wish JJ was on the field right mm-hmm. now. You, you really needed him. Um, first loss without him, obviously, but you know, I think it'll be a healthy mix. I I'm almost a little nervous to 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 predict the the Bears game before my guy Jason here because Jason has just been on freaking. With the predictions, oh like God. every week, he's just been on point, and I've been like, "Nah, I've been disagreeing here," and I, I, I'm just, I think I'm just gonna start treating Jason like it's, it's Vegas. I just gotta go with Vegas. I gotta go <laughs> with Jason because he's he's been on fire. Um, but as far as the Bears, I do agree with you, AJ. I think this is a game that you have to win. I think they know that. I think they're hungry coming off of um, a loss to the Denver Broncos. And like you said, it's the Bears. I still say, how. A lot of teams in the NFC was depending on you to beat the Detroit Lions. That's all I'm going to say. All right? I know. A lot of teams was like, okay, all right. Lions about to lose. Knock them further down in the NFC in general. Knock them further down in the division. Okay. And then you look up and they lost. And and, and <laughs> full disclosure here, full disclosure, after proposing to my lovely fiance, the next day I was very sick, hung over terribly. And so I didn't actually see the ending to the Bears game. I don't care what happened. I just know they lost. I just remember going up everywhere looking and like, oh, they're up nine points, seven points. This is great. They're gonna win. Five <laughs> minutes left. They got this. And then as soon as I started feeling better, I realized they lost. And I, I just... I hope the Vikings smoke them this weekend. I don't <laughs> care if they try to win or not. Get the Bears off the field. There's that that is that's just disrespectful. What they did to the Vikings and the rest of the NFC. Just just get them off the field. I think Damn. they will quick, fast, and, and in a hurry. I, like you said, Jason, uh, uh, AJ. I'm sorry. I think he KOC will cook and they will get it done and do it relatively easily. They better because I, I just. <laughs> Oh, I, 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 I'm I, I'm not happy with the Chicago I, Bears. No, yeah, I'm I not didn't happy re- with the Chicago. I Bears. did
2: not realize how invested Eagles fans were to that game. Clearly, like you don't want Detroit to leap you guys at any point. In of Minnesota, I don't think Detroit's gonna catch you guys. I don't know. I was really impressed with what you guys did in Kansas
1: City. Um, yeah, and uh, this is about the Vikings. This is about the Vikings. You know, the Vikings catching a, Detroit for the a, a division. No, whatever <laughs> that's what this is about oh
2: no, no we vikings <laughs> fans and eagles fans had rooting interests and even i was just like kind of like as i was watching red zone all day because guys oh my gosh the vikings don't play a noon game until christmas eve now technically the bengals games got to get scheduled and that'll probably be a noon game because joe burrow's not gonna be playing anymore but like no noon games till christmas eve and that's like my favorite thing ever when the vikings don't play at noon so i can just sit around and watch red zone all day long seven hours of continuous football Scott Hansen's says. Uh, if you like that kind of thing, uh you get to do that for like four straight weeks because we had the game uh Sunday night football, Monday night football, bye week, then like three o'clock kickoff against uh Vegas in Vegas or whatever. So y'all into that, you know I am too, uh, and everything. But uh anyway, uh just to get back to the original question I pose, uh Josh Dobbs, do we think we're getting more the New Orleans one or the Denver one? Uh e- even though again he was not the reason that we lost that game to the Denver Broncos by any means whatsoever. Um, I still expect some struggles by Josh Dobbs throughout the rest of the season. Um, obviously, like I mentioned, the kind of tone of that Bengals game changes down the season. Um, but yeah, I still expect the Vikings to get things done against the Chicago Bears. I don't expect to see the same kind of struggles that we saw in the Broncos game. And, and I think, I mean, I did pick the Broncos to win. So I did expect the Magic to go away a little bit. But I still think it will stabilize itself. I do. Don't think this is the start of like a losing streak for the Vikings by any means necessary. Um, Honestly, just the way the Bears just fumbled that game. It seemed like they did their best Detroit Lion impression from like a couple years ago. The Chicago Bears did. They they tried to act like the Lions from like a couple years ago. You know what I mean? It was just it was so confusing, very frustrating, depending on which teams you rooted for, especially for the Vikings and the Eagles. So, um, yeah. Probably more a blip on the radar than anything else. I mean, I still don't necessarily expect Josh Dobbs to like be lighting the world on fire. But again, if you are getting Mr. Justin Jefferson back, literally in any capacity, and at this point, I'm probably in the camp where I'm going to be more okay if we just rest him for the Bears get through the bye week and then hopefully that hamstring is as 100% as it possibly can be when you face the Raiders in Vegas. That would be my ideal time at that time to unleash J.J., as we should say. If if the Bears actually maybe held on to win that game against Detroit, maybe I'd be singing a different song on that because you were right, Artis. I mean, it seemed like more so than ever the Vikings missed Justin Jefferson against the Broncos. Yeah. Um I was encouraged by how much we mixed in the tight ends because the Broncos are absolute sieves on defense to tight ends this season. And so I like that we got Josh Oliver a touchdown. Um, and obviously the stuff that TJ Hawkinson gets. But it seems like we got a little bit too reliant on those guys. And again, TJ Hawkinson just has gotten bruised and beaten over several weeks. I mean, he's got to be looking forward to the bye week probably more so than any Viking player. And so, yeah, I mean, JJ's return... It does need to happen as soon as possible, but considering his contract situation and considering your opponent coming up on Monday Night Football, again we should never take them. Uh, we should always take them seriously. It's an in division rival. I get that, but it just seems like the Bears. They just. I, I don't know, man. They just seem very disinterested with things are going on, even though that Justin Fields is back and giving them a little bit more life on offense, and I believe Khalil Herbert is back too. And everything, it just... Okay. I, I can't... Hey, smoke, them. Well, smoke,
0: smoke them. Smoke them. I know.
2: Okay, long so, story short, just get the job done. Like, like, you just gotta. Let's go into the byway, so. do all of our good self-scouting and everything, and then let's just let J.J. cook in Vegas, man. Let's send him to the table, send him to the crap table, <laughs> slot machines, wherever we gotta send J.J. to cash in for the Minnesota Vikings oh. against the Raiders. That is exactly what I'm looking for. Okay, gentlemen, uh... Before we again talk about like Thanksgiving stuff and maybe even get a little Timberwolves and wild talk too, before we wrap up the show, let's put our money where our mouth is. Let's predict Monday Night Football. Duh, Bears against the Vikings um, I won't juke him out uh, this week like I did uh, last week Artist Woods you will go first in the predictions uh, today because I totally juked you out last week what do you think is going to happen in this game between the Vikings and the Bears by the way let me look at the line really quick uh, right now it's at three and a half for the Vikings with the over under at 43 and a half. and I'm looking at little ESPN's like analytic matchup predictor thing take this for whatever you will uh, it says the Vikings have a sixty. One percent chance of beating the Bears on Monday Night Football.
1: Yeah, last week, man, the pump fake was crazy. So, I, yep, nope, nope, nope. Just pass I pass right me, when okay, the, I know. took the
2: snap, locked eyes with you immediately. Didn't care if the cornerback or the safety were locked on too, and I just got you yeah, a nice slant route, oh, just perfect. I'm trying to take perfect. it to the house. Uh, yeah, I just needed ten yards, thank you. Conservative
1: offense. Trying to run the clock out. I understand. You don't understand. want to score too soon, <laughs> right? Get <the> ball back <laughs> into too, the, too much time for Dobbs. Right. Too much time for Dobbs. Right. Twenty-eight-seven. I, I I just I. Yes. What yes. <laughs> Twenty-eight-seven. Ah! Yes. That's, that's that's just how I'm feeling today. Yes. Twenty-eight-seven. I I think the. Yes, you have a mobile quarterback. Yes, the Chicago Bears, you know, have been a thorn in the Vikings side in previous years. I know the Vikings have got them out of the way recently. But, you know, obviously we know the history of way back when, when the Vikings couldn't beat these guys at all. This isn't in social field, though. This is at home. Smoke these guys. Please. (laughs) They're not good. They don't belong on the same field as the Vikings. Uh, I think the Vikings are a much better team than the Bears are this season. You are competing for a playoff spot. The Bears are not. The Bears are competing for the number one draft pick or the number two or whatever the heck they're gonna fall. That's what they're looking forward to. The Vikings are looking forward to making the playoffs and potentially, you know, winning a playoff game or two. So treat it as such. Mm-hmm. Get them out of the way and move on. That I I have no analysis because there shouldn't be nothing. <laughs> there shouldn't be any needed. I don't have to say the Viking the, the the Bears run defense is not great. The Bears pass defense. Oh look at their pass offenses, right? Oh look at their. I don't care. They're the Bears. Okay, and it is time for the Vikings to just stomp someone out. Okay, you almost did it a couple weeks ago against the Saints, and the Saints are not the Bears. All right, so twenty eight seven. I stand on it. stomp these guys out. I almost. If they don't stump these guys off out, Jason, I almost want you to put another L on my personal record. That's, that's how, that's I how I'm that. feeling. He said okay. almost. Yeah, almost. There. Yeah, you yeah, just, yeah, you just yeah. let
2: me know for sure if you want me to do that. No, and I, I will. I'll be I, I, I do you care. A said 28
1: little, 7. 28 7. I, 28, I do seven. care a little bit too much about my record. But, you, know, <laughs> about it out there. you know, if they win, I want my W. All right. But I do, I, I just, this is not a game you should struggle with. You know, coming off of a loss, competing for a playoff spot, you. You cannot afford to lose this game at all because you do play the Lions twice. You know, coming up, you do play, you know, oh, the Bengals don't have Joe Burrow. So you probably win that game as well, easily. Um, The Raiders game you might struggle with, though, because I kind of like what they're building. And they're also kind of competing to kind of slide in that last spot in the AFC. So uh, this is a game you have to have. I think it is a game they will win, landslide. And, um, yeah, I just think you smoke these guys.
0: I'm in the same boat, but I'm also going to account for the one fumble that they're going to guarantee. <laughs> yeah. uh, and I think that one's going to get picked up like somewhat in the red zone. So uh, I will say the Vikings do win this game, similar to what ours is saying. like You have to win this game. It's the Bears. You're the Vikings. Just do what you're supposed to do. Don't overthink it. Go out and kill. Um, it's not going to be a killing, though. It's not going to be this like big blowout. I think it'll yeah. be convincing enough, though, to where we'll be satisfied with it. So I'm going to say 27 to 13. You're finally okay. you're finally getting that. It's not a one possession game. You know it, it, you're gonna put it away comfortably, but it's not gonna be a. You're not. Is that enough to get Matt Eberflus fired? They
2: should have cleaned the entire house, not just him. Well, <laughs> I, mean, I
1: mean they, they should, should have, have been I mean we've seen enough um, already. But
2: he's not he's not gonna keep his job. But I just think the dumpster fire has been on fire for so long now that they're just going to let them just play out the season because it's like the the wheels went off the the entire season at this point. I mean, they've already been so bad for so long. So it's just like, (laughs) I don't really know how much worse it could get. When your last
0: name is Eberflus, you get no handouts. Great name. That's
2: a cool name. Eberflus. Eberflus.
0: Um, Fun to say. I'd, I'd. I think it is now because I—it's it, a divisional opponent. It's a rival.
2: You're not so. gonna—you're fi- gonna fire somebody after Thanksgiving. Yes, yes. absolutely. This <laughs> is <being laughs> yes. I, know, I know. I know. This is I, health know health. I know.
0: I know. I've seen I know. Players cut on their know. birthday, yeah, yeah. where the team tweeted out a graphic to congratulate them on their birthday. Oh, I know. yeah. And then five minutes it's later, got, hey, by the way, buddy, uh, you're cut. <laughs> uh, yeah.
1: Twenty.
0: Twenty-seven to thirteen. Two. Not nah, two. Two rushing touchdowns in a, and in the air for Josh Dobbs. Love it,
2: absolutely
1: love it. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm also going to pick. You better not predict the close game. You better <laughs> no, not. You no. better not you're, do this to wait, us.
0: you ready, ready It's going to be. It's going to be thirty-one twenty-eight Bears. Ooh. Vikings win twenty-six oh,
2: okay. seventeen. Nine I'll points. Nine points. That's that's more than a one-score game. I think that's the first time I've done that all season long. Uh, so. Look, I mean, again, I I talked about how deflating it was for the Bears to just completely just lose to the, uh, yeah, to lose to the Lions in that fashion. That was just so deflating, Terrible. and I just don't. Again, I just, I mean, what, I mean, yeah, Eberflus is going to be gone. The timeline of when he's going to be gone, we don't really know yet. But like. Can't imagine just how it feels as a coach just walking around and just knowing that your days are numbered and just being a player for that coach. And sure, you probably feel bad for them and maybe you can draw inspiration from that. But I just imagine that that is just probably one of the most deadlock rooms in all the NFL. Maybe I'm wrong but i'm not feeling i'm not feeling very hopeful if i'm a bears fan. um now yeah, Russell uh, not Russell Wilson, Justin Fields did have a 105.2 rating against Detroit. um and actually i was surprised to read the stat that um that fields has a 65 uh, not 65, a 6.5 touchdown percentage which is actually first in the NFL. It's just that the bears don't score a lot and so that's why it's kind of like buried that way. um but what i'm really encouraged about and even though we've talked about this a ton is the blitz for the Vikings because even though Fields has a 9. Point, or a 92.7 rating and four touchdowns against the blitz he has been sacked Tw- uh, like at least twice or more in every single game this season. So if you are able to close in the pocket on him and not let him get on the edges, like you're actually going to have a lot of success of, you know, getting, um, Justin Fields in negative territory, a uh, little worried about DJ Morey kind of awoken against the lions last week. He had been kind of struggling with, uh, what was the name Tyson Bajant or whatever Baygent. when he was at, uh, at the helm for the bears while fields was nursing that, um, was a thumb injury or something? Mm-hmm. He went over for a hundred last week. Um, even though Minnesota got the defensive backs are holding receivers to a seventy point four rating. See what Cole Komet's got. I mean, he's been a solid tight end for them this year. He's kind of emerged a little bit. He's got, you know, I believe six touchdowns this season. Um, for the Bears, um, but again, this Vikings defense is playing just out of its mind right now. Got a little leaky again at the end of the Broncos game. I understand that, but this defense is allowed uh, under 22 points in five of its last six games. And so I expect a pretty staunch defensive performance by the Minnesota Vikings, keeping the Bears under 20 points. Uh, yeah, probably uh, probably a turnover by the Vikings at some point Maybe in the game. Two. Maybe two, <laughs> maybe three. Maybe three. <laughs> Never know. Happy it is Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Yes, yeah. here giving you go, the Chicago. <laughs> exactly. But nah, still a little optimistic that the Vikings are going di- to get it done on Monday Night Football—a twenty-six to seventeen victory for the Vikings. We're all picking the Vikings this week. How about that? That's awesome. Smoke them. Smoke them. That's all I got to say. Like a, like a good Smoke turkey. Em. Smoke them. Smoke them. Get them out of here. Get them out of here. Uh you know who uh, may smoke the Philadelphia 76ers tonight without Joel Embiid, and that's probably why you're going to smoke them, is the Minnesota Timberwolves, guys. The re-
0: oh, uh, you didn't like that one? That you didn't one was like not that. as good as the other one. Oh.
1: We're going, we're you we're set, this, it, you set the bar really high. I, I kind of let that's you my fault. Yeah, I could have transitioned. There was, yeah. really no, there was really
0: no winning after the other. one. Yeah, yeah you're right. It's like yeah. it's like
2: when the first season of a show is really, really, really good, like the first season of Westworld or something like that, and everybody was the like, "Oh my gosh, this is awesome." Yes, ah, Prison Break 2, uh, Lost good. might be one of those shows as well, people don't like the ending to that, but it's like having a really good first season, I like and then,
0: Prison My Break was really good, I, I prison like prison break. Break. that's the oh, thing, Prison Break was awesome, it might be yeah. the best, like, oh, like, single season of television ever, Yeah. the first season of Prison Break is incredible, mm-hmm. but then oh, I saw, wait.
2: I... Yeah. oh, sorry, 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 I didn't mean, no. oh, you're good. <laughs> I but... said that to myself, not to you, sorry, <laughs> I was
0: thinking out loud, I'm
2: sorry, what were you saying? <laughs> I thought psychopath? of an, I thought oh of another show, oh,
0: especially when I say the show I thought of too.
2: I talk to myself all the time. Oh this God. is how I keep my sanity um, most of the time. No, but
0: but then when they started doing the like season two, I tried watching it. I just couldn't get like I was like, okay, into it. It's just you know it, it, it gets
1: just, repetitive. You, I enjoyed you're, it. Though. You're running
0: the same thing back, except you're in Mexico this time. Yeah, that's very true. That's all right, very no, true. right, no, okay. What were you talking to yourself about
2: now? True Detective. That's the ultimate show where the that. it's an awesome first season and then the second season just completely implodes on itself. I didn't watch it, but the reviews were so bad that I didn't even bother. But the first season with McConaughey and Woody Harrelson, mwah. Magnifique, just mm. like the Minnesota Timberwolves record in the Western Conference there of it 10 is. and three, oh and back, 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 baby, dollar. just like that. <laughs> Arr, anyway. And uh, if you don't
0: like that, you don't like Jason <laughs> Stormer transitions.
2: You don't like Score North podcasting, anyway. Uh, <laughs> yeah, 10-3 and three record, that's <laughs> best in the, the West. Uh, whatever, <laughs> it's okay. Thanksgiving's right around the corner. We'll be fine. But yeah, guys, it's a 10-3 and three record. Uh, it's not the best in all the NBA, the Boston Celtics, who we beat own that at 11-3, and but again, just another real encouraging week for the Wolves, and what was probably more encouraging than ever was just the play of Carl Anthony Towns this week, guys. I mean, for all the criticism that we are wondering about, hey, what's up with this slow start with Cat, he really responded against the Pelicans and the Knicks. Uh, Yeah, that Suns game was kind of tough to take the L on there. A lot of people are saying that was just a scheduled loss because he had back-to-back with the Warriors, which I kind of hate that term, scheduled loss, because it kind of just allows complacency and just kind of allows a fan base to kind of be passive about, Oh, I guess we don't have to put in as maximum effort as we should tonight. But I understand with now, I understand with the new load management rules that like, Maybe this isn't something that, like, Timberwolves fans should get as upset about. But I just know, like, a lot of people were kind of, like, pissed about kind of the effort, at least defensively, that they had against the Phoenix Suns. But they got back on track uh, against the Zionless Pelicans team. And uh, even though Tom Thibodeau was screaming at the top of his lungs, nobody could hear anything, he still got a W against the New York Knicks. So, solid week for the Timberwolves.
1: Yeah, I, if I'm not mistaken, they played the Suns on a back-to-back-to-back. Back, if I'm not mistaken, they, took a, they to, took a
2: game in between the Warriors, the two Warriors games, but then after the second
1: Warriors game, back. straight to
2: Phoenix. Yeah, yep.
1: see, and, that, and that's tough. That, that's is. the only thing. All of them being on the road, um, I kind of expected that one. I didn't expect them to get smoked, but I did expect that. But lo and behold, man! If you'd have told me, what is it now? 14 games into the season now, 13 mm-hmm. games into the season that the Minnesota Timberwolves, I was I almost said Vikings. Minnesota Timberwolves will be the number one seed in the Western Conference. I probably would have laughed. I'm not going to lie. I would probably you? would have chuckled a little bit because that's kind of unbelievable. But the way these guys are playing, and I said this last week, it starts on the defensive end of things right now. I mean, you know, Cat is definitely coming into his own. He started the season off a little slow, but I think he's finding his rhythm. He's finding his foe within the offense, and it's still Anthony Edwards. He hasn't had the crazy explosions that we seen earlier on, but he's still playing really good basketball. Really go, Bear? I said this last episode. I'm saying it again. He's not a liability defensively no. anymore it's it's been impressive it has- and with that yeah after a long hiatus <laughs> wow. it's time to play
0: it, it, I, I forget the time. It was your it, game. It's <laughs> been so long. <laughs> was that trade worth it? There Exclusive to this show, where we uh, we gotta get we music rate on a music <laughs> scale of zero to music two. Bad. No, no, on a scale of one to two. Bad. How bad is the Rudy Gobert trade, where they traded five picks and five human beings for one Rudy Gobert? Who wants to Who wants to do the first? Wait, well, yeah, I forget. Is a I'll two the best? Be...
2: Is it two the best or is one? That we don't even. You don't even no, remember. No,
0: two, two is the highest it can be because okay. at the end of the day, it's still a horrible trade. But right. like yeah. two is like best case scenario. Okay,
2: I'll let you know when we win the NBA title and are planning our parade route. If, he, on if he's Finals
0: Avenue. MVP, I'll oh. bump it up to at least a four.
1: Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Bump <laughs> I, it up. Look. Look. I give it about a one point. Uh, Seven right, oh! now I right now. Wow. Yes. That's, wow. Yes. That's my keys. Most See, this is it my is. Key's falling out of my pocket and everything with this tech. Yes. After 1.7. 1.7 because, again, the biggest thing with that trade, outside of everything that they gave up, the biggest thing to me, was how is it going to work defensively? Mm-hmm. Offensively, you can kind of understand, you know, Carl Anthony Towns is a guy who's going to shoot from the perimeter. He's going to shoot from the elbow. He's going to shoot the threes. You got guys on the outside that can shoot the, the tray ball. So you're not really worried about the spacing offensively. What you're worried about defensively is in a league full of shooters where you got five shooters on the floor, in a league where everybody wants to go small, how is Rudy go- Gobert going to keep up with the smaller centers and the smaller uh, power forwards? Lately, now last season he struggled. Felt like all year with this. All year he just was a, a, a he was a mismatch. He was getting crossed over. He was getting dunked on. It looked ugly. This year, I don't know what it is, man. He's just playing with a different level of intensity. He's playing like a guy who's hungry, a guy who's motivated. Mm-hmm. He's shuffling shuffling his feet better. He's getting out. I mean, he's running out blocking three point shots now. I mean, he's playing. Sensational, So he's not a liability. So if he's not a liability defensively, and as a matter of fact, he's playing just about, I believe, I mean, the stats might not tell you this exactly, but he's playing just about as good as he's ever played defensively, to my eye, just eye test-wise, then it's not that bad of a trade. It's not higher than the two. (laughs) But it's not terrible from the sense of, hey, look, this team is number one in the West. And at the end of the day, you make that type of trade to compete. So, they are competing at a high level. Obviously, Anthony Edwards has to continue to ball. Cat has to continue to ball. The role players, um, guys like Nas Reed, have to continue to ball. You know, McDaniels has to continue to play on both sides of the floor. Yeah,
2: but let's hope he's okay. That ankle injury sounds like he's going to be out like two to three weeks. That's not ideal. It's it's not He'll be back,
1: though. He'll be back. He'll be back. Early in-season so, injuries are better you know, than late ones. You know, that's that's why I'm not tripping too much off of that. It does suck, but, I mean, injuries happen. I'd rather it happen now than the end of the season. When you look around the league, some of everybody has really bad injuries. Mm-hmm. Some people have suspensions right now. So I'm not necessarily tripping off that. When he comes back and see to play well on both sides of the floor, I think they could continue to win without him in spite of him not being on the floor right now. And so, I again, I love what I see from the Timberwolves. I'm interested in seeing how long they can keep this up because, in all honesty, I don't see them finishing Number one in the West. I just don't. But if you could finish, like, top three, top four, that's a special season. Now you have an opportunity with home games to start the playoffs to make a real run. So I love what I'm seeing, man. And Anthony Edwards, top five, man. He's Get to that top five, and Keep balling. Get to the top here. five. And uh, as much as I love what I see out of Cat, especially in last week and what he's Progressed into so far this season because, again, he started off slow. I really hope that he continues to understand because it felt like he understood his role really early. And now that he's finding his groove, he's he's shooting a bit more. He's playing. He's playing better. He's playing well, but he's shooting a little bit more. I hope he still understands fully that it's not his team. He's number two. Get your buckets. I'm not telling you not to get your buckets. But when it's time, I need number five with the ball in his hands, not only to score. But he's become one heck of a facilitator too. So mm-hmm.
2: I'll give the Rudy
1: deal right now a solid.
2: I can't go with Ty's artist, I'll admit. Uh I'll <laughs> go, I'll go to like a 1.5. 1.5. Okay, 1.5 nice. okay, is pretty good. Um, would you actually believe that Rudy is shooting at less on a field goal percentage so far this season. He shot 65% last year. He's only shooting 56 this year, which again, which is kind of crazy. Cause I mean, these are centers and they always shoot above 50%. So that's actually not that big of a deal, but it's just amazing that there might even be like a couple statistical differences in Rudy's game this year. But I don't think, that matters to Wolves fans and just what we're seeing on the court. I mean, he's, by the way, I mean, I'm looking right now. He has gone from 1.4 blocks per game to 2.2 2 this season. That was last year compared to this season. He's so that the right there of the year yes, type. That is where the defensive prowess shows. Even if and you know what? Maybe the lack of maybe a little bit more offensive numbers for Rudy is just because of Ant. Because of Cat, because of Jane, and because of how awesome Mike Conley has played this season. Mike Conley has honestly been, I know that Phyllis said this a billion times, like, the straw that stirs the drink or whatever, like a good Focus point stinger. guard does. And frankly, in ways that I don't think D'Angelo Russell could be doing for the Minnesota Timberwolves uh at this point. <laughs> Ice in the veins. Ice in the yeah, he's Actually he's
0: got a sick Actually,
2: I actually have no idea how Russ has been doing for the Lakers this season. I have not been paying up. It. And Just down. kind of okay. Just up kind of down. okay. So, so yeah. not much has changed. Not much. Not has much has changed. changed. Okay. Good, no.
0: good not much has changed. Speaking of things not changing too much, uh, we thought maybe well, that I'm, going what before if you don't mind, I want to debut one more this could be just a one-off segment as well sure aj's casual basketball fan question of the week okay yes yes please <laughs> just kind of me kind of just i'm curious i'm a curious guy i'm a curious guy i have a lot of curiosity running around in my brain here is it maybe it's just coincidence but does it seem like the timberwolves are getting lucky with some of these games where like like big name players just are not playing against them joel Embiid tonight Zion Williamson didn't play the other night against them for, like, him something going on. First off, I'm looking at this guy's basketball reference page because I just want to— I feel like <laughs> this guy has—he's been in the league forever, but also he hasn't. Yeah. yeah. First off, how has he not played more than, like, half a season other than the one year that he— I know he was hurt, but two—he's a two-time All-Star. One of the seasons, he played— 29 games.
1: Talking about Zion, ain't
0: Zion. Yeah. What are we doing here?
1: Uh, Why, he is I mean, I mean, cold, but he's, he's d- available. But I
0: feel like there's got to be a minimum requirement yeah. to, oh. yeah. to be an all-star, no? Yeah,
1: yeah I agree. Um,
0: but then yeah. uh, Steph Curry missed the night. Draymond willingly took himself out of the game because, <laughs> you know, uh, he wanted to go WWE on it. Um, like, it, 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 is it just me thinking it's coincidence, or is it actually just people ducking the wolves that some of these bigger-name guys are— Quite literally, just taking themselves
1: out of the game. I will say this. As much as Anthony Edwards is respected in the league, um, the Wolves, I do not believe, is one of those teams that teams wake up for just yet. No, not yet. No. I don't think that's the case. It's not like playing Golden State. It's not like playing maybe even the Sixers or the Celtics or, um, you know, the Nuggets or a team like that. So you're saying this is like almost disrespect? I think you're
0: saying like if it, if it was the Lakers and LeBron, people are not they're they're not going to use a load management day on
1: that. I, I, yeah, I, I think I think it's a mix. I think that there are obviously real injuries, but I think that in some instances with certain players, especially star players, certain games they circle. I'm I'm playing this game. I'm playing oh. against LeBron. I'm playing against Kevin Durant. I'm playing against Tatum, and you know stars and like the, mm-hmm. like the the headlines of the NBA. I just don't think the Wolves, especially in Minnesota, is that team just yet that people circle yet. Now, nope. if the if the Wolves keep winning like this mm-hmm. and Anthony Edwards continues to progress, then this is all bets are off. Mm-hmm. But I do think, to an extent, there's a little bit of that. Um, I also think, again, to an extent, they're real injuries. I yeah. mean, things happen. It's very early in the season. You don't want to make things worse. It's 82 games in the year. So I do understand it from um, that standpoint. But the last thing I'll say is this, and I'll pass it to you, Jason. Um, a great friend of mine told me this, I forget who the friend is so I'm sorry to the friend if you're listening that is not the wolves' problem. It's not their problem. No. If you want to sit out and take an l sit out and take an l but the wolves are gonna run out with who they have available healthy and if they beat you with that team that goes on your record. so yeah. that's just kind of how I see it. Um, but that that's that's my take on that okay
2: No I just I, I think like nationally respect won't be earned for the wolves until they like do one of two things either win a playoff series. Or have your stars reach such a level of recognizability that no matter what they do or what the success of the team is, that those stars are always constant, you know, kind of like Dame Lillard out in Portland. Uh, You know what I mean? And so I just, um, I don't think, yeah, like... It's mild disrespect, maybe. And I always feel bad. I mean, I know the whole reason that they're doing this load management is because they're just trying to, you know, abide by ticket holders, ticket buyers, and stuff like that. There's been way too many people who have bought tickets for a game months in advance, and then they go to that game, and the star players that they want to see aren't playing. Like... Mm -hmm. This was a huge problem with the Spurs and the Warriors the last couple of seasons. And especially like the Warriors, like people are buying their tickets months in advance for a team like that. And then, oh, God, Steph's not playing. Oh, Clay is not playing. Um, I think the in-season tournament has also thrown. Or, yeah. Right. I think the in-season <laughs> tournament uh, kind of th- is throwing a loop through things with the load management right now in the NBA, because your stars are definitely going to want to be available for those games. And so I wouldn't be surprised, especially if this in, in this season, with the, with this being the inaugural season of the in-season tournament, I wouldn't be surprised if you, if you saw a lot of teams sacrificing more of these regular season games if it means that their star players are ready for the in-season tournament games, um, which I don't know if that necessarily fixes the load management problem that we're, we've had in the NBA this whole time. You've just kind of added this other tournament where it's just like, oh yeah, we need these guys to play, but... You're still probably gonna rest them. But I know that the NBA has like put new rules in there everything, uh, to limit this kind of stuff. And thankfully I don't think the Timberwolves have ever really been accused of that. It really has been like the older aging veteran teams have been who have been like accused of this kind of stuff. And uh hopefully it limits down because again, you 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 want your best product available pretty much on any given night when you're putting it out there, and obviously, yeah. LeBron's not going to play every night. Giannis ain't going to play every night. We don't even expect Ant, Cat, Rudy, Jaden, Nas, any of those guys to play every night. We get
0: that for yourself. (laughs) (laughs) This isn't two K. This isn't two to Play as much as possible. But if you're going to go play for your country, you can play every night for the Minnesota Timberwolves.
2: Valley. I mean, hey, I mean, Rudy did the uh, he did the off season tournament, and everything like that. Maybe that's maybe the that's a secret sauce. has
0: the word in there. Off. off. If you're not taking it off. <laughs> you're not taking the regular <laughs> season off.
2: Yeah, in no, my no, no kidding. That's no fair. kidding.
0: Not at least not until you lock up a non play in playoff spot yes then, no, I, then yes then i understand you then, know you're, what? then you're preparing for the actual dance but uh, mm-hmm. until then you're you're practicing the steps you're learning no, the yeah. chore. you're learning to waltz because as soon as you get on the downs floor people are going to know whether or not you can dance yeah all right yeah <laughs> amen <nice>. to that <laughs> amen to that and i know a thing about not dancing <laughs> oh <laughs> i'd like to see you out on the dance floor. no sorry i, I think I wore that's that why he said that he said no yeah. I, yeah.
2: i'm just saying I would. I would i would i paid i paid decent money for it i don't know I don't know you got, you got some moves. You got some moves. You got some moves like Jagger. We know I got it. i, hey, I come on, I, I, I have a couple, the... a couple
0: of beers in you. You know, come
2: on. <laughs>
0: I, I, I've got one. It's called Dig the Hole. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, well, yeah.
2: there you go. <laughs> and you thought my gritty was bad a couple of weeks ago? Come oh my on.
0: goodness! I'm just
2: kidding. Well, oh. uh, gentlemen, Happy right, Thanksgiving. <laughs>
0: We gotta end the show off. There now. We'll
2: hands off the rails anyway. It's fine. We're not getting back. Uh, happy Thanksgiving, gentlemen. Artists, congratulations again on your engagement, my man. That's just freaking fantastic. Proud appreciate of you. Appreciate it. Wish you a lifetime of happiness. Um, yeah, we'll be back next week uh, for uh, you know for another episode of the Score North Taxi Squad. Even though we're going into the bye week, we will still join you. We will still recap uh, the Bears game on Monday Night Football. Give you all the all of our thoughts about what the Vikings maybe should do going into the bye week. And of course, talk about anything going on with the Timberwolves and everything else in Minnesota sports. We didn't talk about the wild today. I mean,
1: yeah. you guys, I, I know we didn't,
2: but like you went to Sweden and nothing else changed. I don't know. I don't know what you got to do. And like, we'll, we'll get to you guys eventually. We promise. But like, it's just very, very frustrating right now. Uh, any final words from you guys before we wrap things up today? Uh,
0: hey, first off one, loosen that belt up tomorrow, guys. Don't even problem. wear one in the yes. first place. Ex- ex- yeah, wear sweatpants. That's the right. It is. Well, I, don't ca- I don't care if you're on a diet. Go ahead. You're with family. Indulge. You're around friends. Indulge. Treat yourself. Have that extra turkey leg. Oh, yeah. Ma- mix that extra t- cocktail. I don't care. You shouldn't either.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As, I mean, happy Thanksgiving is my last words. And shout out to my lady, Bernice. Thank you. Woo! And
2: my last words, I don't even know why I chose uh, chose to wear this shirt. I think it was the only one that kind of looked fallish for like Thanksgiving, but Hey, if the golden gopher football team wants to get bowl eligible and get the ax from Wisconsin, uh, that'd be great you know what i mean feel free to do that guys it's kind of been a little bit tumultuous season for gopher football and if you could end on a high note uh, that would be very appreciated for all the gopher faithful uh, out there <laughs> not gonna happen no heard it here first the axe is going back to madison folks oh boy oh boy uh anyway thank you for joining us for another episode of the score north taxi squad for jason stormer Artist Woods and AJ Fredrickson. You can listen to us on scorenorth.com, scorenorth mobile app, uh, Spotify, Apple. I'm pointing to it. Uh, Lovely faces, though. The Score North YouTube channel. Have a happy Thanksgiving, everybody, and we'll talk to you next week. Take care. Bye-bye.